Goodnight Youngblood, a podcast to help you sleep. Welcome to Goodnight Youngblood with me. Hope y'all doing well. Just let everyone know, quick announcement. I want to thank y'all for all the support you've been giving me. And I really appreciate it. So now, let's get on with the show. Tonight I'm going to talk about these superhero comic books and the movies too. But what happened was I was uh, I watching uh, the Avengers Endgame. I saw it in the theater when it came out. But then I saw it again. It was on TV some. So I'm watching this and I'm looking at all these different, different fellas on there. Now, I follow comic books too, so I'm a, I've always been interested in comics. I started collecting comics when I was real young, but I do have issues with some of these comic books. Now, I'm gonna tell you about some of them. Avengers, it's like, when it comes to comics, there's two different groups, uh, main groups. There's a bunch of other, uh, other publishers or whatnot, but Marvel and DC is the ones everybody pretty much know about. Now, I'm more of a Marvel person than I am a DC person, but I like both of them. The one thing I notice, if you ever read the, these comic books, everybody in Marvel, they all, they uh, all these movies and whatnot, they hyped up uh, the Infinity War and the Infinity Gauntlet and all that. These was actual big uh, big deals in the comic books. They had uh, Thanos, he go down and uh, get up all them uh, Infinity Gems and whatnot. He put them in that uh, little little mitten. thing they did in the movie, they made it so he was like, I'm going to take away half the world population. What he actually did was he did, have, did away with uh, a bunch of population because he was secretly uh, had a little thing for the incarnation of death. Not death, but death. And so, he was doing all this to try to uh, romance Mistress Death. So, that was, that was the story was, a lot, a lot of it was similar, but that was a really successful thing they had. And so, like, in the comic books, probably about a year or so after that, they had a couple comic books that was like dealing with what happened afterwards. Like they had uh, this one called like Infinity Watch, which was a team that they had a couple of different people. Had a Adam Warlock in there. He was the guy that stopped uh, Thanos in the comic book. So he was kind of like the Tony Stark version, uh, like they did in the movies. Adam Warlock. He was part. He was the leader of the team, and he had one of the gems. Now each each person on this team, they got one of them gemstones. Even uh, even Thanos was on the team because it was like he didn't really turn him turn him around, but he he was like, okay, I lost, but he was still on the team, sort of like you know, begrudgingly. So they had the Infinity Watch that was a team, so they had a bunch of different stories and whatnot that dealt with that. Because the first one it was Infinity Gauntlet, that was a big one. Then they had. The Infinity War, following year, I think. Then after that, 
was when uh, they defeated uh, Thanos. And then it became uh, the Infinity Watch was just a comic book that they had throughout the year. Then what I noticed, because I kind of took a break from comic books around the time uh, Superman died. Now, I, w I wasn't sad. I was just really young and uh, I didn't have that much money. And all the prices of comic books just jumped up. So I kind of I kind of fell off a little bit. But what I noticed was here, like past couple of years, maybe even decade, all Marvel stuff, their big events had the word infinity in it or something like that. Like they had uh, they had this one. I can't remember what the one was called. The, there was a main one. There was another infinity uh, storyline where it had to do with the gems and whatnot. There's a bunch of them had to do with a bunch of different people getting a little gauntlet with all the rings in it, all the gems in it. They had that again, and then it was like they had this group with all the smart dudes in the Marvel Universe called the Illuminati. And uh, this ain't the same one that uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z be in. It's a different one. This one, uh, they have like Doctor Strange, Reed Richards from uh, Fantastic Four. Have uh, I think Tony Stark might be in it. I don't know. I can't remember. But they have basically all the smartest dudes of these superheroes on the planet. So they had that one and it was a bunch of different things. And an uh, interesting side note about that one is uh, if y'all watch uh, that Rick and Morty show, they always talk about that Council of Ricks. Well, that that idea kind of showed up in Rick and Morty because or it was like a what they call a, a homage to uh, this Infinity War story here, the recent one, because uh, Reed Richards. He had like a council of uh, reeds and uh, it was just a bunch of Reed Richards from uh, all different alternate realities. So that's kind of where that idea came from. I kind of like that. Rick and Morty kind of took that and sort of played around with it and made it funny. Anywho, they did that story and they had a couple other stories. Marvel was, I think Marvel is a little bit better than DC with doing this. Uh, but they have like, they had a battle world story. And they had a bunch of other ones, different like timelines and whatnot, like the old man Logan timeline, all this. So what ends up happening is they also have this one called Infinity Warps. This is where uh, Gamora gets a gauntlet and she kind of takes reality and folds it together. Now, when the, the two sides of reality kind of touch, all these different characters get sort of combined together. Like, and it creates like a new warp version of reality you know sort of like you have a piece of bread with peanut butter on it and you have a piece of bread with some uh, jelly on it what uh, Gamora did was say hey y'all let's make us some uh, peanut butter jelly sandwiches and she smushed them together and I like that one because I'm a real big fan of these uh, alternate reality versions of uh, heroes and their stories and whatnot but my problem is these companies like Marvel does it, but to a bigger degree, uh, DC does it. Because DC, their comic books, uh, you know, if you're not familiar, like uh, the Superman, Batman, all this, they always have a uh, crisis. It's always a crisis. So it's like, it was crisis on infinite earths, crisis on this, 
And then recently they had a crisis of the, the dark multiverse. I'm like, come on. But my biggest problem, it isn't the fact that they tell these stories, because I love these stories, they're fine. My problem is they keep relying on these same plot devices over and over again. Like, oh no, we got to do this. It's a crisis on infinite Earths. No, stop doing that. Just make up a new story. They had this whole story with the uh, called uh, Dark Knight's Metal, where uh, these uh, what they call the dark multiverse. Like you have your multiverse, which is just a bunch of different Earths and realities and stuff. And they might be different. Some of them might be bad. But underneath that, sort of like they had the shadow versions. So it was like even darker. These were just flat out, just like twisted and wrong. So that's kind of what Dark Knight's uh, Dark Knight Metal was all about. Because they always based kind of around uh, Batman and uh, all these different alternate versions of Batman. So like the main one of the main characters that came from that was uh, the Batman who laughs. Now, this was uh, Batman who he had uh, went and killed the Joker. And when he killed the Joker, it released that uh, Joker toxin. And uh, Joker was like, guess what? I got one last trick. Oh, no, Batman, guess what? You're going to become Joker now because you got that toxin in you. And Batman was like, oh, man. So he freaked out, but he couldn't fix it. So he slowly went crazy, end up killing his whole like uh, little group, like Robin and uh, Nightwing, Batwoman, Batgirl, whatever you want to call it, Oracle, Barbara Gordon, killing them, Alfred killed him. They killed everybody, and he went crazy. Well, then he started wearing this, uh, he kind of looked like the Joker, had a big old smile on his face, but he wore this big old black studded uh, trench coat, and he all skinny and whatnot. He had this uh, big old spike visor over his eyes where he can't even see his eyes or anything, just like a spike, hel spike helmet. He looked kind of like, uh, like a Joker version of Pinhead from uh, Hellraiser, that Clive Barker movie. So what happens is, other than other than this uh, this dark multiverse Batman stories, like the the metal stories, DC always be having crisis, crisis on this, crisis on that, and then Marvel they always do this. They do some other stories, but then they also they do a lot of Infinity this, Infinity that, and it's like, oh no, it's Infinity Watch, Infinity this, like no one cares anymore. Like, we get it. You've got the whole brand. You just keep reusing it. My question is, why don't these uh, all these young fellas who be writing all this stuff, yeah, it worked, but y'all don't want to write some of your new stuff? Like, come up with some really cool stuff? I kind of be judging them for that. You know, it might not be right. I mean, I still like the comic books, but it kind of bothers me because it's like, y'all just be taking it easy with this naming Y'all come up with all these new storylines and whatnot. Y'all can't come up with a better name. So now that Marvel made that uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame, so they have that movie that has Infinity stuff in it. So is every movie now going to have the word Infinity in it? I just don't want to hear about it. I really like them, though. As you can tell, I wouldn't know about the stuff if I, if I didn't like it. Certain things with the movies and stuff bother me, too. Like, you ever see that Spider-Man movie? Any of them. If you've seen any of the Spider-Man movies, the one thing that drives me nuts is if I got to hear the phrase 
with great power comes great responsibility one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. I will lose my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like we all know by now, Peter Parker has an uncle. He's raised by his aunt and his uncle. His uncle, either depending on the movie or story, somehow gets killed because Spider-Man wasn't being heroic and wasn't using his powers or whatever. Is taking his responsibility serious. Because of that, Uncle Ben gets killed. So, as he's dying, or whatever, he always told Peter, he's like, with great power comes great responsibility. Somebody has to say it in every movie. Now, you had the first one with that uh, Tobey Maguire fella, and uh, that did it. But it was the first one that was wrecked really big, so you were like, okay, they're doing this story, awesome. And he make three movies. And you're like, okay, this is good. We're getting to a good spot. Well, then all of a sudden, nope, we're not doing this other Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man movies. We're gonna, we're gonna go straight into uh, what what was his name, Andrew Garfield. We're gonna go into his Spider-Man movies. Well, here, let's do the origin story again. Uh oh, here come poor old Uncle Ben. This man been killed. He been killed damn near as many times as uh, Batman's parents. So he come up. Boom. He ends up passing away. And they say, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, come on. We already know the story. That's the only problem with like these, uh, these movies. It's like they keep repeating the same stuff. You get Andrew Garfield's movie. I think he only had two of them. So you're like, all right. Now this, this is where they did something good. And these new ones, uh, the new Spider-Man movies, they got that uh, young fella. Tom Holland is that boy's name. He's a new Spider-Man. Well, his movie, they start off, you meet him, he has his powers whatnot, and like you're like, okay, they don't go through the whole same origin stuff that we've gone through 20 times. And it's like, awesome. So, I like that one, because it's like, it sort of gets cut to the chase. Now... The other problem I have with these origins is uh, the Batman movies. Oh, my goodness. There have been so many Batman movies and TV shows and all this. How many times this boy's parents got to die for him to become Batman? And I got to see it. This uh, Batman fella been around for, what, 60, 70 years? And then you got to go, oh, oh, no. Here come that Batman. Oh, you hear about Batman? His parents died. Like, everybody should know. Everybody in Gotham should know that Bruce Wayne's parents died and suddenly all, then all of a sudden, this big old fella uh, looked kind of like Bruce Wayne with all this rich, fancy stuff going around punishing people, the criminals. You would assume, hey, guess what? This Batman fella, like, we know his story. We don't need to hear it 27 times. So I'm kind of hoping now, now that uh, Robert Pattinson, the boy that played that glittery-ass vampire, in uh, Twilight, he uh, he's supposed to be in this new Batman movie called uh, The Batman. And it's supposed to be a lot uh, darker than uh, most of the other ones. So I'm kind of I'm hoping that they don't have to go over the whole, oh no, Bruce Wayne's parents died because we already know it. That brings me to my one of my other big points. And this is, this is just my general feeling about a lot of stuff. One of these... Uh, these movies I was really excited about was uh, Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy movie. That's because I was a Guardians of the Galaxy fan 
for a really long time, even before before the movies or anything like that. But I was a fan of not the uh, not the Guardians of the Galaxy y'all know probably from the movies. I was a big fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy that was in the comic book, which uh, one of the Guardians from uh, the, the old team, he was actually uh, was uh, Yondu. That fellow with the with the red fin and the arrow, they always say they talk about being Mary Poppins in the movie. Yeah, he was in the original Guardians of the Galaxy, and I like that one because they had all sorts of different teams and stuff. I didn't even really get into the I didn't really get into the new Guardians of the Galaxy until like shortly before the movie, but I was like, they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I got to go see this regardless of who was in it. Cause I was like, movie companies normally didn't do that. They wasn't taking all these characters. People didn't really know about making movies. It was always literally it was Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, and then uh, four different fantastic four movies that everyone hated. I was like, Oh, they're making Guardians of the galaxy. Let me check this out. And to be honest with you, even Thor, Thor never really, he was kind of big in the comics, but he kind of was, you know, iffy as far as being popular. So seeing his movie was interesting because it sort of, you know, told a whole different story about Asgard and all that stuff. So I was like, that's kind of neat. I like that. Now, Incredible Hulk, they tried with them movies so much, but they had to kind of the way they did in the Marvel movies, sort of splitting it up. Because sometimes the movies they tried to make with him weren't that good. But I think that I think that the stories they had with him and like Thor Ragnarok and all that, those were pretty good. Because they got a lot more storytelling and like uh, what they call uh, progress with the character. So I was like, yeah, I like that. So that was good. But my thing is, why don't you, why don't you just uh, make some more unknown characters. That's my biggest thing. It's like they keep using Batman over and over again. And they keep using like Superman. They keep using over and over again. Some of like Spider-Man. He always gets used too. Okay, we get it. You like these fellas. Let's let's get some more people. Let's get some of Most of these companies have like, you know, hundreds of hundreds of different characters they could use. That's why even even though everybody kind of like you know, trashed it. That's why I didn't mind like Captain Marvel because I was like, you know, it's something different. It was like it was superheroes, so I could get my uh, comic book fix. But like, I didn't have to. I didn't have to go in already knowing the whole story. You know, I was like, oh, they're gonna do something new that I'm unfamiliar with. That was the same way with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I was familiar with them, but they hadn't been so overdone that I, you know, eventually with Batman movies and stuff. You kind of like, okay, Batman's going to fight so and so many villains. They're going to introduce a new Batmobile. Everybody's going to act surprised. There's going to be a love interest and he's going to, something's going to, her life's going to get threatened. It always is like cookie cutter. With these other movies, it was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And uh, I watched that Wonder Woman movie. That was a good movie. I was like, okay, Wonder Woman, she's been around for a long time. Probably close to the same amount of time as Superman and Batman. Maybe not as old, but, you know, the way they did that, I was like, I kind of like how they sort of brought her to the forefront. And she had a story that I wasn't fully familiar with that I could learn about. 
and uh, I heard they're going to be doing uh, one for the, a movie for the Flash, and I really like uh, the Quick characters be running around. I like those characters, like Quicksilver. I like him. They're doing that. I'm excited about that because even though I kind of know, you know, uh, the Flash's story, I kind of like, you know, I'm interested to see what they're going to put on the screen. Is that uh, that fellow that plays him, uh, Ezra Miller? I really like him. He was in a Fantastic Beast movie, and uh, he was also in one of my favorite movies, which was uh, Perks of a Wallflower. Now, I might talk about that some other time, but that was a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should check that out. It was really kind of sad and heartwarming at the same time. Marvel, uh, we talk about DC, but with Marvel, they've been kind of doing that with uh, bringing in newer characters, you know, that don't, everybody don't know their story or using uh, characters that they, people already kind of know and then bringing in newer characters so you can introduce them. Like they did that with, uh, uh, was it Avengers Civil War with uh, Black Panther? So a lot of people kind of knew about the name and kind of knew about the character, but when they brought him in, everybody was like, oh, oh, that Chadwick Boseman, he ain't joking around. You know, rest in peace. He will be missed. Uh, He was a good actor. He really brought that character to, character a lot of, a lot of depth and whatnot. But uh, you got to think, they kind of had to bring him in sideways because people already knew these other Captain America and all this. So they brought him in sideways, but they still brought him in and he had his whole background. So then they introduce him and everyone's like, oh, that's an interesting character. Well, guess what? He's getting a movie and he gets a movie and that movie uh, gets all, gets super like high ratings and whatnot for the movie theaters, gets a lot of money. And you get to see this whole new uh, character and it develops everything really cool. You're starting to think, even after he passed, like people are sad and everything. But the nice thing with uh, his legacy, I should say, is uh, there's so much, so much, so many other things they can even bring from the Black Panther, just that movie, into like, into Marvel, his sister, is she going to become the the new Black Panther? I hear they're going to be a uh, little, uh, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but I hear we're supposed to be bringing in another character into the next uh, Black Panther movie uh, called Namor or Namor. I don't know. Uh, the Submariner. He's like uh, basically like Marvel's version of Aquaman. So he's going to be coming in. I think he's supposed to be, he might be the villain. And they're going to be uh, fighting uh, fighting uh, the Wakanda in uh, Black Panther 2. So I'm looking forward to that. But I'm just saying, like, I kind of like, kind of like we got to a point with uh, comic book movies where we can actually start moving forward and start, you know, discovering and seeing all the, a lot of different characters that are new and not like the same, like, you know, five, six different characters just keep getting repeated. Because it was like, you know, as a fan, you love seeing that stuff. Because back in the day, you didn't get to see that much of it. So you just sort of consume all the stuff you can on them. But it's nice that now that it's become more mainstream, that you uh, also get the opportunity to sort of get to see these characters that like, you know, don't get much spotlight, but you still love these characters. 
I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you what, one of my, my, my most, uh, happy moments, uh, watching a movie or like a scene from a movie was, uh, what movie was that? That was, uh, I think it was X2 at the second X-Men movie was, uh, that first scene with Nightcrawler and he was in the white house and he was, uh, teleporting all around and doing his fight scene. Ooh. I'll tell you what, Nightcrawler, one of my favorite characters, and I saw him bounce teleporting all around. I was like, mm, this is the best movie ever. They could have played nothing but static after that scene, and I would have been like, that's that movie. That's that movie right there. People would be like, what? I'd be like, you know what it is for me? It's that Nightcrawler scene. Because, man, I'd always seen him in comic books, and I still liked him, but I was like, man, you see that dude in, uh, in a movie? Come on. I was like, you he's a he's a threat. All the all these other times they be trying to play him off in movies and cartoons and whatnot. Kinda like he's kinda weak. But I was like, ooh, man, he is what they say in uh I think it's Spanish, formidable. That's uh that means formidable. So what uh let me ask y'all, what kind of superhero movies and uh comic books and stuff, what do y'all like? You know, and if you do like comic books and you're like a big fan, tell me one of these things. This is this is how you can tell a person really big fan of these uh, superheroes. What's your favorite superpower that you could have? Why do you want that superpower? <laughs> now, if you want to tell me, you go on on to uh, uh, email me at goodnightyoungblood at gmail.com. You know, come on, leave Cyrus a message. You can tell me we can. We can uh, we can chit chat about some of these uh, superheroes and superpowers and whatnot. And uh, I just want to thank y'all for coming out. I want y'all to just take some time and this is what I do. This little tip for uh, what I what I call this project sleep. We're gonna we're gonna give little tips and things that might help you fall asleep. What I like to do to help me fall asleep when I'm laying in bed is instead of thinking about worry worrying stuff. Sometimes I'll be like, what kind of superpower am I going to get? And I lay there and I just close my eyes and I, th- I pick one superpower, right? So I'll be like, oh, oh, what if I have invisibility? And then I start thinking, if I have invisibility, what am I going to do with it? <sighs> oh, man. And I just think all the different situations and stuff would be kind of fun as I drift off. I just think about, you know, oh, I'm going to do this. Or sometimes I might be like, what if you had one of them, uh, the Spider-Man power? But, like, what do you think, uh, since he's in high school, like, what do you think high school would be like if you went back to high, to your high school, had them superpowers? What do you think that'd be like? Ooh. What are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to beat up Flash Thompson. I know you're going to do it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I want to thank y'all for showing me so much love and listening to my podcast. And uh, I just want to say... I appreciate y'all. Thank you for joining me, Cyrus Jenkins. Good night, young blood. <laughs>